Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Chapter number 14, longer reading than I normally do. Usually one, two, three verses or so, four, and I'm through. But I, I, got, I got something I need to read tonight. I'm going to start at verse number 11. Amen. Not that I don't get my tongue tangled around my eye tooth. We'll be all right tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Verse number 11, and they took all the goods. Very familiar story of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals, and they went their way. They took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol, the brother of Anir, and these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. You think about this. He's, he's pursuing armies with 318 men from his house. You tell me that man in the man of faith. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night. He knows when to do battle. And smote them and pursued them into Hobath, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods. Everybody said all the goods. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Didn't lose a thing. Just like David, he brought back everything. Also, brought again unless all yeah, you get that also also brought again lot and his goods and the women also and the people and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chador Lamar and the and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies everybody said deliver thine enemies unto thy hand and he gave him tithes of all and the king of Sodom said unto Abram give me the persons and take the goods to thyself heavenly father I feel your presence in this house I'm asking you God that through me, you would deliver this message, Lord, to this church. Oh, God. 
I feel you in here, Lord, in a great way. You're moving up and down these aisles. I'm asking you, Lord, to speak to lives and people tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, encourage, Lord, I pray, and strengthen us in this house. God, move in the name of Jesus. I give honor and praise unto you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. And thank you. I want to preach on this subject a little while tonight. What are you going to do with what is in your hand? What are you going to do with what is in your hand? A story that we have heard so many times, and, and we could go on and over it and over it, and most of you know it by heart. Abram was a man of faith, and he, leaving Haran, as God had said, he was heading for a place, not really knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he's going. But God did. The backdrop of the story is God had blessed Abram and Lot until there was too much substance between them to dwell together anymore. So therefore, Abram gave Lot the choice. said, you take the east or the west, and whichever one you don't take, I'll take. And notice that Lot goes to the east. Now, I might just insert a little something here, because I don't know whether you've studied this before or not, but... Anytime until Christ comes in the eastern gate, that the east is spoken, it's not a good thing. In biblical terms, when it speaks of east, when, when there is an east wind, it usually brings in a storm, a bad one. So anything that you look it up yourself, I'm not going to just go through every one. I could give you chapter, verse, but every time that east is brought in, there's trouble coming. And so Lot chooses to go to the east and pitch his tent. Notice he he's don't, don't settle in Gomorrah, right, in Sodom, but he, he pitches it towards Sodom. Possibly Zoar, that little place that uh, he wanted to go to, you know, whenever uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed. He said, just take me to this. He said, you, you get to the mountains. And he said, well, how about this little place, Zoar? How, can, I, can I go there? And, and so he said, yeah, you know, you, you can go there. And I, I don't know. The Bible don't really tell us that he settled right there. But we know that he was on his way and he settled maybe in Zoar. I don't know, on his way to Sodom. He, he didn't, maybe he didn't like the little country life. I don't know, but... Somehow in all of this, he got drawn closer. He, what he began to do is he began to see, he began to see Sodom and all of that area in the east in a different manner than he should have been looking at it. You know, what always seems like God isn't always God. What seems like a blessing may not really be a blessing. Yeah. So Lot chose what looked good. It was the plain of Jordan that he was looking upon, and he said it's well watered. And, and he compared it. He compared it to the garden of the Lord. And then I want you to notice what he done after that because it shakes me up and it makes me mad and sick at my stomach. But he said even the land of Egypt. Ooh. 
Man, how can you compare the garden of God with Egypt? I mean, hey, that's heaven and hell. And, uh, but, but that's what he'd done. He was looking toward what looked good. Man, I can grow crops here and everything will be all right. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes when you go east, it may not be the best for your family. You may take them the wrong way and them end up uh, spending eternity in hell. Praise the Lord. So we got to be careful of what we're going to do with our families. Amen. Greed can skew your vision and your thinking. It messes with your mind. It messes with your eyes. You see things that you shouldn't see. The You ever notice just... I told my wife, I said, it, it's so aggravating. If, if, if you're even trying to watch news and a commercial comes on TV, the, it's like it doubles in sound. Get your attention, you know. And I told my wife, I said, this makes me so aggravated. They turn it up twice as loud. Yeah, I know, Brother, Brother Mike, he, he cuts that out. But I get tired of pressing the button, so I just listen to it and... Just let it go in one ear and out the other. I thought, this is just the way the devil is. He turns up everything. He wants you to hear what he's got to say. Come on now. He'll magnify his voice. But you ever notice that the Lord is a soft voice? He spoke to Elijah so quiet that it made him nervous. He began to shake all over. Amen. It was a still, small voice. It wasn't a big voice. Amen. I'm going to tell you, though, watch out for your vision. You better put your glasses on because you may not be seeing right. It skews the vision and the thinking. And the next thing you know with old brother Lot here, instead of being in Zoar, he's right in the middle of Sodom. In fact, he's one of the men, and he's at the gate of Sodom. Oh, Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it, uh, uh, what looks good may not look good when your family all gets there. Come on, there may be some things happen in Sodom that uh, isn't good at all. Amen. Genesis 13 and 13 says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. It no more, he no more than gets moved in until it shows up that he's in a sinful place. It's not a good place for his daughters. It's, in fact, it's not a good place for his wife. In fact, it's such a bad place that once the rain's fire and brimstone on it, hey, his wife had a love for that sin so much that she took a look around just one more time to take a look at it, and she turned into a pillow of salt because God said, don't turn and look at it. You know what? After you get out of some place, it's good not to look back to where you come from. Come on. Yeah. You better not look back where you come from. If you don't watch it, you'll desire the things of where you came from. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and, and it said there. That they were wicked, and they weren't just wicked, but they were wicked exceeding. That tells me that it carried sin as far as it could go. They went to extremes, honey. They, come on, it was men. Yes, sir. It was men with men. It was, it was doing the things that wasn't, uh, wasn't right, that could not be right, could not even be worked out. Hallelujah. I can 
already hear his words. I can hear his words ringing, Brother Mason, in my ears right now as he's, he's uh, talking to Abram and he's, uh, he's saying now, he said, now you want to be careful, Lot. Now, come on, he, he raised Lot. You got to understand that. Abram raised Lot. And then he said, now you better watch now, son. Take care of your family. Don't get them in trouble. Don't, don't, you, you stay true to God. You, you keep on praying now. Come on. You keep on worshiping. You keep on going to church. Don't you miss church, Lot. Don't you miss your prayer meeting. Don't you miss reading the word of God. You keep on living just like you live when you're around me. We're going to have church and you need to have church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The old song says sin will take you farther than you want to go. And it'll make you stay longer than you want to stay. Once you get there, I mean, the lights all look good. I mean, you just watch the TV commercials that point out sin. I get so tired of hearing about the betting things. Yeah. Oh, my. Sister McGee could probably tell you their name. I can't. It just left my mind right now. But there's about three of them that they advertise just consistently, buddy. Oh, yeah, they tell you you'll get $1,000 back if you don't win the first time. They don't tell you how much you're going to lose, though. Come on, they fail to tell you that. More of these gambling joints that open around your town, it's going to bring more poverty, let me tell you, because people's going to be spending that haven't got it to spend. Come on, it'll, it'll bring tragedy to your city. Come on, it'll split up homes. Come on, it'll take kids. It'll take, it'll take the, the food off of the table that the kids ought to have. Come on. Come on, church, get with me in this preaching a little bit. This is where we're living. This is the day that we're living in, and we need to do something about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The next thing you know, here we go. We've moved into Sodom, and now the daughters has already picked them up a mate. They've married out of the faith. They've married when they shouldn't have. They didn't go hunt one at their family. They married one of those that's, a, that's worshiping all kinds of things. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Don't watch it. You'll sell your children to the devil. Come on. Just by taking the east instead of the west, you took a wrong turn. You don't have to stay there. You can turn. May I remind you that Lot could have took off to the mountains right then and he'd have probably missed all of that. But he moved right in the center of it and he didn't move out. Oh, I'm feeling this. Come on. Woo! There's some places you and I need to move out of. There's some things that we need to separate ourselves from because it's going to get in your family and in your kids and it's not a good thing. We need to separate from sin. We need to separate from the enemy's court. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the daughters are married to the sodomites. What a bad thing. I'm going to tell you, there's some things you need to flee from. Glory. Now, I'm, this is just a reference, Brother Zach. I'm, you don't have to pull these scriptures up. It's only a reference. But in 1 Corinthians 6.18, it says to free, free idolatry. In 2 Timothy 2.22, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I moved down the line. Flee fornication. 
In 1 Corinthians 6, 18, 1 Corinthians 10, 14, flee idolatry. 2 Samuel 2, 22, it says, free, free, flee. I'll get it right. Flee youthful lust. Come on. This, this is, it, it tells us. I mean, just flee it. Just, we need to run. Certain things we need to run from. And I'm going to tell you. Anybody ever made a mistake? Didn't flee? We've all sinned, the Bible said, and we've come short, Sister Jen, of the glory of God. There's not a one of us sitting in here that's perfect. There's, come on now, I don't care. Bishop's not perfect. Don't hold me up as an angel. Come on now. I've made my mistakes the same as you made your mistakes. Come on. We've had to deal with some things along the way. And sometimes I've made a mistake twice and the same one and had to repent again. Come on, church. Hallelujah. How many times shall I forgive? Seven times? No, seven times 70. Come on. In other words, don't quit forgiving. As long as they're doing wrong, keep forgiving them. That's what God does. He's merciful. He understands that we're just natural born. He understands that we're not just Godly right from the beginning. Hallelujah. See, Sodom was sin city. Truth is, hallelujah. It was a place to flee from. It wasn't to run to, but to flee from. That word flee there in the Greek is flugo, which means to run away. By implication, to shun. The Bible says to shun all parents of evil. By analogy, to vanish. In other words, when you see it, you need to get out of there as fast as you can. You know what? The worst thing you can do is circle a sin and just keep circling. Come on. If you want to take a second look at that billboard and go back so you can turn it and see it one more time, you've made one too many trips. That's just what the devil wants you to do. Why do you think they put it up there? They're selling something. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not buying. Come on, church. I'm not going to take my soul to hell and my family's soul to hell. I don't want to look at it again. I want to separate Brother James myself from that. It don't belong in my mind. Those pictures looked at today in many magazines, they say it can take a kid... Ten years, it'll stay in his mind. We don't need it, church. We don't need that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, in other words, don't stand and gaze at something. But tuck tail and run and get out of there as fast as you can. Don't waste time. It's a devil. Don't waste time. I wonder what it'd been. I wonder what it'd been, Brother Gregory, if, if, if old Lot would have took a second look and, and he'd knelt down and say, Lord, should I take the east or should I take the west? You know, if he would have been where Brother Abram was, I believe God would have spoke to him and said, you know, I'm not sure you can take that, Lot, but I believe Abraham can because God told him, whichever one he takes, you take the other and I'm going to bless you. So he says, Abram, I'm going to bless you in the east or the west. Come on. Abraham could have stood it, but Lot couldn't. He was weak. Right now is a time 
This is a terrible time for COVID to fall right now, even though it maybe is a good time, but it's, it's a terrible time because uh, some of our people were weak already and they've grown weaker in this. And even the strong has become weak. Come on. Ha. Come on. Sister McGee, we grown weak. We've sat down at our table a many times and tears roll down our face because of all of this. I don't like it no better than you do. But I'm telling you, God's got a purpose in what he's doing. I tell you what he'll do. He'll make you love your family more. If you don't get to see them, he'll love you more. Come on. You're going to love them when you see them. I can remember our kids coming. They all stood out in the yard. and we, we had masks on. And we were visiting from a distance. Come on. That's usually the way it was. And now since it's like this, uh, I don't know. I can, I can build the fire pit, but I'm not sure it put out enough heat to get everybody warm. It might. But, uh, you know, you might have to, we might have to put rotaries out there so you can kind of rotate a little bit. You know, so you keep the back end warm, the front end warm, and the sides warm. Come on. Hallelujah. But it'll make you love your family. Hallelujah. I want to keep love in my home, don't you? Hallelujah. We need to t- tuck tail and run from the devil because it gets worse if you stay. Come on. It gets worse if you stay. Now, now let's, let's, let's get into this. Now war breaks out. Four kings come against the king of Sodom. King of Gomorrah and three other kings. Five in all, and these were four kings take all the goods. Four kings take all the goods. And take Lot, take his family, take everything he owns, and they go on their way. Come on. He went over there with everything, and now all the once he's lost everything. He's lost his daughters, his family to sin. He's lost everything that he worked for. Come on. He had so much substance they couldn't, him and Abram even couldn't even live together. Now he's lost all of it. Come on. You'll lose your substance. You'll lose your family. Come on. You'll lose the money that God's helped you to make if you're not careful, if you hang around sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They strip Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot and his family. And they head back home. And Abram, a young man comes and tells him about it. He's, he's broke loose. Abram believed God enough. Thank God for a man of faith that took 318 men from his own house and pursued the four kings and their, arm, and their armies. I said he, he, he took after four kings and their armies with 318 men. What are the odds? Come on. But I'm going to tell you something. When God is on your side, one will put 1,000 to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. Four people filled with the Holy Ghost will put a million devils to flight. You don't have to need to worry about this thing. It's going to be all right, church. We're on the winning side. I've read the end of the book. I know how it ends. Oh, yes. Uh, Woo. Glory. Hallelujah. Everybody said we win. Hallelujah. 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 And he brings back everything 
Everybody said everything. He brings back everything. He brings back everything from Sodom. He brings back Lot. He brings back all of his good. He brings back his family. Everything that was lost, nothing is lost now. Genesis 14, 21. I call back that verse just because I want to read it again. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Devil don't care about the goods. Well, maybe he does. We'll find out he does, but he really wants the people. He wants your kids. He wants your wife. He wants your husband. Come on. He wants your family. Come on now. That's what he's after. The truth is, that's what he's after. That's why all of this has happened. He wants our families. Andrew, the reason COVID is happening, the devil wants our families. He wants us to be separated from the church and the God. Come on. He wants us to be separated from fellowship. He don't want us to encourage one another and say, hey, Brother Andrew, you can make it, buddy. God's on your side. You can do it. You can raise your children in the right way. Come on. You can do it. It's a sad story. I heard the other day that children, even some children, small children, didn't even know, amen, the stories about David and Goliath, knowing the ark. Story of Samson, the story of all the stories that we teach in this church. They didn't know nothing about them. They've been to church too. You know what they've done? Played games. I don't tell you, I'm going to tell you, church, I didn't come here to play games. I'm, I'm planning on doing something. Come on. I did, I did, yeah, I want my kids to have their fun. They can have their fun at home. Come on now. They can have their fun at home. But when it comes to church, I want them to, I want them to line, learn a Bible verse like the other night. Come on. Yeah. Like Wednesday night. I want them to learn something about God. I want them to pick up and know the Bible. Come on. I want... I want them to understand, Sister Trilly, who the thief is. Yeah, come on. Yes, sir. Gunner was going to chase that thief down. Go to get him. I know who he is. Yes, sir, buddy. He's he pointing right, right there. He is. He's right there. Come on. I wish there's some people in the house of God that recognize the thief. He's come to kill, to steal, and destroy. And we're letting it happen right in the house of God. It's time to put our children where they belong. They need the teaching of the word. You can do it in a fun way and they'll enjoy it. That's what super church is for. That's what kids class is for. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to notice Abraham... I'm not going to, you, you, I've, I've read all these to you, so I ain't going to go back and go over them again. But Abraham refused to take the stuff as the king had suggested. He refused. Now, I'm going to get out preaching here now. 
You know why he done that? That stuff had been tainted by sin. Have you got any idea what kind of books could have been picked up? Come on. They took everything. They brought everything back. It don't say it was all good stuff. It was stuff. Can you imagine what kind of books might have hung around Sodom and Gomorrah? Abram's smart enough. He said, I don't want any of it. In fact, you'll just say that you caused me to be rich, and I don't want that lie to go around. You ain't made me rich. I've just brought back what belongs to you. Said, you can give these men that went with me to help me their fair share, but I don't want nothing. I'm I come on, this stuff is tainted by sin. Come on now. You you better you better stay with me. See, this is tainted by sin. You know what I have to do? Before I take any of this stuff. Come on. Y'all remember? Hey, y'all remember the teaching, you know, that that the devil follows you home, he attaches himself to you. Come on. When you go out among this world and you go back home, you ought to pray over your home again. You ought to pray and rebuke the devil. Come on. Because he's watching for you. Come on. Yes, he is. I said he's watching for you. And he's just watching for you to get out in the world. And he'll take a hold of you. And he's got in your home. And you don't even realize he's there. you got to rebuke those trailing spirits that follow you home. It'll take your house. It'll take your home. It'll take your children. Come on. we got to rebuke that spirit. Come on. Abram said, I'll have to anoint it, pray over it. I can't take it in the house. I've got to go through it first. There's some things in there that I've got to take out. Everybody said it's all tangled up. It's all tangled up. Hallelujah. Now I want, let me just bring a time out for just a second here. I want you to notice this. Lot and his wife has lived now in Sodom for some time. It's already got his daughters. It's got a big hold on his wife. It's affected him. Now listen to this. Wouldn't this be a great time, you think, to get out of the city? How many... How many of you think you just want to leave after all that? That you wasn't wanting to stay there. But you know what? Brother Freddie, I find no place in the Bible where he wanted to go back with Abram. He didn't talk to him about it. He didn't say nothing about going back with him. He settled right back where in the sin pack that he was in. The same old trash that he was in. He never even tried to say, Abram, is it all right if I go back a little ways with you? I'll go to the mountains. I'll go wherever. But I don't want to live here no more. No, no, no. His family was ready to move back into Sin City. 
It hadn't only infected them. It had got control of them to where they didn't care about God no more. They cared more about the enemy than they did God. Come on. They didn't love their family. Come on. If they had it, they wouldn't took them back in the midst of the mess. That's just where you want to take your family. You want to take your little girls there, Brother Andrew, don't you? Right down there in Sin City. That's exactly where you want to take them. No, sir. Let's get out of here. Let's separate from this place. This is a good time to go, Brother James. I'm just, come on, let's get out of here. Abram, Abram wasn't going to deal with Lot and say, come on, you might as well go. He thought, man, I've taught you right. Come on, I brought you up right. Now it's you to, you got to do whatever you're going to do. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to stay and be a part of it. I'm not even going to take none of your sin package home with me. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. They settled back in Sodom like nothing had ever happened. Oh, Jesus. You can get so embedded in sin that you have no desire to break away from it. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 and 1. I'll get back here in a minute. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty. Everybody said liberty. Wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not, everybody said, entangled again. Get thee again. Get thee again. Come on. If he's delivered you out of something, why would you want to go back to it? Do you really? Brother Josh, don't you want to just take your family and just head them out there where you and Sister Sarah come from? Take them sweet little old boys and get them in a mess just like you all were? It's just what you want, isn't it? I'll be counseling them too. But you know what? They didn't follow the crowd. They kept coming to church, and here they are still in church. You better realize what God has done for your family. You better realize how important he is in your home. Oh, Brother Mike, you've been there. You've been out there. It ain't a good place to be. And the only way you could get any peace is to get back in church. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Mike had had enough. Hey, come on. He, yeah, yeah, he had a good job. He's making good money. He's traveling all over the place. He ain't seeing his kid. Come on. He's not seeing Brother Heath. He's not seeing his wife. Come on. He's having to go out and work away from home, pick up all the junk that these guys are dealing. Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on. It's sin city out there. If you don't be careful, you can get mixed up in it. Construction work is good work. It makes good money. But you got to be careful with your family. Come on. you got to be careful yourself. Come on, we want to spread the right, uh, the right gospel. We want, to, we want to protect our families. We want to protect our wife. We want to protect our children. Sometimes all that isn't worth money. Hallelujah. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. This leaves us with the notion that each time you get entangled, it's harder to get loose. 
If my brother was here tonight again, he's dead and gone. But he told me one time, he said, little brother, I think Sister McGee, who was there when he said it, he said, every time you backslide and try to come back, it gets harder. Until one time, he's not going to hear your prayer. He'll turn you over to the enemy. Just think about it. Lot's family got turned over to the enemy. Glory. They just dug their heels in and become sinners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 2, 20 and 21. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. You hear that? The worse, the individual's worse. Every time they're worse. For it had been better... For them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Every time it gets worse. Lot had no desire now to leave. He didn't even want to take his family out of this mess. After it was all tangled up in this stuff and nobody wanted it, you know, had to take it back home. It was tangled up. Everybody said tangled up. All kinds of stuff tangled up in there. Have you, have you ever got a hold of a, a piece of string or a ball of string or a fishing line and it got all tangled up on you and you worked for hours trying to get it undone and finally just cut it and went, went and bought you a new one? Or Y'all done that? Thank you, Jesus. Logie, you and big brother, will you straighten that mess out for me? Come on. Come on. You hear me? I know we laugh at that. But you know what? That's how we get tangled up in sin. Sin gets entwined and wrapped up in us and the first thing you know we can't get away from it brother Andrew come on in fact if we're not watching it it becomes a part of our life we don't even have a desire to get untangled come on our desire is for the things of the world and not the things of God come on church come on we're all tangled up this this stuff is is just it's 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 trash really until we get it untangled because we don't know what's in it. There's bad books in there. Come on. There's pictures in there that kids ought to look at. Come on. Adults don't need to look at. Nobody needs to look at. Come on. There's there's there could be some drugs in there wrapped up in that. You want your kids to get a hold of that? Come on, it's been, it's been tainted by the world. Understand, when it's tainted by the world, anything can be, I'm sorry, y'all, 
Sister Malin, you're doing such a good job of chasing me. I'm so, I'm sorry. I told my, I, I told him, I sent a little note up there. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better tonight. I said, I, I'm going to try to do better, but I won't promise you nothing. It's hard for me. It's too many. 30 years of running these aisles, it's hard for me to just stand here behind this pulpit. I just can't hardly do it. I'm sorry. It's just me. I'm sorry, y'all. This is Bishop. I, I'm not used to Facebook. I'm glad y'all there, though. Facebook Live, God bless you. Don't get all tangled up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You know what? You're going to have to not work hours to get it loose. Honey, you're going to have to work years to get this mess straightened out. It don't just happen overnight. Come on. You didn't get there overnight, and you're not going to separate yourself and get out of there overnight. God understands that. I, hey, Bishop understands that there's some things that you got. You don't just come into church and you grow from a baby to a full-fledged Christian and everything's all right in your life and you're perfect. No, 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 no. Come on, 62 years, over 62 years of living for God filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not perfect yet and I never will be as long as I'm in this body. Come on. You hear me? I said I'll never be perfect. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to set the course for our city instead of the city setting the course for us. We need not to be infected by the sin of this city. Come on, church. I said we need not to be infected by the sin of this city. There's all kinds of things in here, even though it's a small town. I thank God it is right now. We're probably blessed by being small community. We are. You drive to Evansville and it's a lot worse. Even across the river it is. Thank God I live where I live. There's a purpose God has put us all here together. Come on. Hallelujah. He put some in this church that said, I'm going to stand no matter. Come on. I'm going to come to church no matter. Come on. Put some in here and said, I'm going to pray no matter. Come on. Put some in here and said, I'm going to worship no matter. Come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise my God, Brother Greg. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to worship him. I'm not just going to sit on my seat. I'm going to do something about where I'm at, and I'm in church. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 2,900 people. 40% of the people in this city never, hear me, never darkens a church door. 40%, 2,900 people never darkens a church door. I don't know whether that stirs you or not, but it does me. We've got 2,900 people we can easily reach. But we're going to have to circle it with prayer. Circle our dream with prayer. We ought to be praying more now than we've ever prayed in our life. Instead of an hour before church, Brother Freddie, like it used to be almost a normal thing that we prayed. 
It ought to be an hour before church and an hour of the night before we go to bed. We need to have family prayer. Sister McGee, sometimes of the night before we go to bed, I go to my office and she'll go to the bed, the bedroom and, and she'll pray and I'll pray. And there's other times that we come together in the living room and we pray together. But we pray for our church. We pray for, we mention names and prayers. Every one of you are mentioned in prayer. You know why? Because I don't want to, I don't want to see any more fall away. I don't want to lose any. Come on, don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose anything, Brother Mason. I don't want to lose anything. Come on, it's been enough. Brother Alex, I don't want no more young people to walk out the door. Come on. I want to draw them in. I don't want them to go out. Sister Tiffany, I want your family to come in. Come on. I'm ready to get, receive them back. Come on. Sam, I'm ready to see Daddy come again. Come on. I've sat with him through surgeries. Come on. Through hard times. We've prayed for that man. I'm still praying. Come on. I want him to come back. I want him to come back. Come on. Sister Sarah, I want to see Kathy and Harold here. I know, yeah. She's smiling. She does too, but and I'm I'm just brave enough to I tell her mom that. I tell her how good an apostolic she'd make. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, church. Call me preacher man if you want to. That's all right. I love it. I'll just I'll I'll preach to you. Hi, little boy today. I was I was over here and I was praying, getting ready for tonight. I told Sister McGee about it when I got home. I had a little boy, I was getting ready to, I was walking out there to my car. A little old, little old boy was riding along here. He said, Mister, are you a priest? I said, No, sir, but I'm a minister. He said, I just gonna say I need prayer. I'm fat. I never commented on that. I held my peace. <laughs> and then just like a kid, hey, he wasn't he was probably this tall. Mercy. Hallelujah. And the one in the back, I ain't gonna tell you what he said. It wasn't nice. I thought, boy, them boys need God. Know where they's headed? High rise. It's close. It's close. You need to reach a high rise, yes, sir. It ain't just old people lives over there. There's all kinds of families that live there. And they need our help, church. I said they need our help. Guys, back got that untangled. It, it takes a while. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That tells me when I find out that we've got 40% of our city, 2,900 people not darkening the church door, that we need revival. We, not, we need not get wrapped up in this mess of the world. We need not to take on the ways of the city. Oh, 
of Jesus. I believe we have people right in our midst. I'm going to get out of business a little bit here before I close. I believe that we have got people right in our midst that have said in their heart, by a certain time in my life, Brother Mason, I'm going to have things straightened out in my life so my kids can be on track to serve the Lord. And time has passed, and things aren't straight yet. In fact, things are probably more entangled now than they were then. Going back to Genesis 14, I'm going to hurry and close. Blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies in thine hand. You hear me? Blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered the enemies unto thy hands, and he gave him tithes. So the Lord delivered everything, both good and bad, into Abraham's hands. Yet Abraham takes nothing. Catch that. Not leave you with this question tonight. What are you going to do with what's in your hand? Lot and his family were so entangled in this place they can't seem to shake loose. I want to ask you, where are you at? I'm going to do a little something because I think sometimes it helps if people get hands on. I'm going to do something. I can't smell, so I can't tell you where this stinks or not. If it does, forgive me. Hell will stink too, so you don't want to go there. Brother Mason, you can come. We're going to do something. The boys back there, they're still, they're still back there working, trying to get this all straightened out. It's entangled. Now, right now, this stuff right here. Anybody want to put all this back together for me and make the right and come out right and all that? So, would you say this is trash? What I want you to do. The Lord put everything in Abraham's hand. Whatever you want to do with it, Abraham. He chose to trash it. I got the feeling that in this house tonight, sitting there and sounding my voice, there's some people, and you don't have to say anything. This ain't going to, this ain't going to take nothing to do this. You don't have to write names down, or you don't have to do nothing. But, but, if you feel like you'd like to get rid of some trash, I want you to just come up and, and you, got, you, can, you can take a hand and take you a handful of that stuff and throw it away just to symbolize that I'm going to get rid of some things. I've, come on. There's some things in my life that I want. I, I don't want this trash. I, come on. This is stuff that's entangled with the enemy. I, I don't want it. So just I'm going to throw it away. Stand with me. I'm going to make it easier on you. Hey, there's one on each side. You can, you can self-distance when you do this. It'll be all right. 
But if you're one of the, may, may, and, and it don't matter. I'm not saying this just to, I'm saying if you're one of them that's kind of got tangled up in some things and you want to get rid of the trash, I want you to come in there and just get you a handful of that stuff. I need one of them and I want you to just throw it away. You want to throw away some things? Want to get rid of it? Hey, you know, if we could get rid of some things tonight, I wonder what next Sunday could be like, or even Wednesday night, what Wednesday could be like. Wednesday nights, even. Hey, I wonder what could happen Wednesday night, brother, when Brother Zach comes up here and ministers to you. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this. It just went all over. I wonder what could happen, church, if we could get rid of some stuff tonight, this very night. I wonder what had happened Wednesday night when we come through these doors. It could be a different service. You know, God could fill this house. If we get rid of some trash, if we get rid of some things in our life, heart telling you might be able to be such a witness this week that somebody follows you to church. We got a neighbor that's working out brother jerry's now she quit a job at toyota making money money been there 23 years and she's gotten getting tired of going back and forth getting tired of the mess just everything that goes on that's a big it's a big place she come here in about the first second third week she told sister mcgee and i she said i love it it's a everybody is kind and nice I don't have to wear my car out, driving back and forth. It don't take no time to get home. I'm, come on, it ain't all about the money. Come on. Sometimes it's the atmosphere. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's what you're entangled with. All right, while they sing a song, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance to get rid of some things. Just come up and get your handful and throw it away. Come on. Throw some things away. Let's do it. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.